1: with good
3: credit. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable, and uh, Happy New Year. It's probably getting, getting towards the end of the Happy New Year uh, time of the calendar, but Sean, Karen, Happy New Year to you both.
2: Happy New Year. I don't play like that. I say Happy New Year till March. I want you to have a Happy New Year, and I'll tell you.
3: <laughs> I receive that. Appreciate that. Sean, Happy New Year, bro. Happy New Year,
4: bro. Well, my cutoff is January 31st. You know, I don't extend it out that far. You know, like other I got a lot of things to be I say happy about, man. I'm just a happy guy. So, you know, I exhaust the Happy New Year in January and I go into
3: other happiness. Well, I appreciate your happiness. And, you know, sometimes finances can make you happy or sometimes finances can stress us out. So today's topic, we want to talk about a tricky topic. Couples sharing their finances and maybe in this in in, in this new year's in this january part of the calendar maybe you can give us some sage advice both of you on how couples can share their finances
2: well i've never shared my finances with nobody that's always been private (laughs) business unmarried no
3: kids
2: (laughs) nobody gets my finances yeah we all because you know what that means when you break up you have to separate your finances and that sucks
4: well, I thought this shows is dedicated to Karen's new relationship and hopes that she decides to, you know, <laughs> become a little unselfish and start sharing those finances. So I said, let me let's start off in 23 by like giving Karen a little push, because, Matt, I know you and your wife have been happily married for since since Earth was created. And <laughs> Very true. I think you guys you share your finances, I'm sure. And you guys are always happily married. So um, I would say, you know, why share our finances, Karen? This is shows about you. Because saving together <laughs> towards a common interest, Karen, can increase, like, your personal accountability, and it makes everybody responsible, and you, like, you share a common goal, goal. and I'm I'm going to go, you know, then tally back to Matt, and Matt's going to give me the nod or the yes, so everybody knows that he agrees with that, right? You and your wife share a common goal when it comes to sharing your finances. Let selfish Karen know.
3: <laughs> okay, well, speaking as the, the married person on, on the team, um, definitely, that is absolutely, absolutely true. If you're sharing... Your finances and saving together with a common interest, it does force increased accountability to each other, increased responsibility to each other. Uh, it can add some stress, or if you're in alignment, it, you know it, it's a it's a journey. I'm sure there's been times when the shared finances have have provided some stress, but when things are going well, and as you hopefully uh, get better at it in, in, on your journey, I don't know. Right now, I feel like it's it's in a good space. But the communication, the accountability, the responsibility is definitely a huge part of a couple sharing their finances.
2: So but look, I feel like we're talking about two different things, like sharing finances to me means like joint bank accounts and, you know, all your earnings go into the same account. And I think that's extreme and crazy. I understand combining money towards a shared goal so let's say you have an account and you guys are like i we want to buy a house or we want to take a vacation every month we're going to contribute this much totally get it you're right that's an accountability thing it's like a team building exercise you know you share goals you're like intertwining your lives um and i get it i get the idea you guys like if you jointly save money for something that then it makes you think more about what that money is being used for it makes you very intentional with your money i get it you know, I've, I've shared, and not shared finances, let's not be crazy, but, you know, I've shared, um, saved <laughs> jointly towards a goal with, like, even a friend, right? If we're like, okay, well, we <laughs> need to, like, you know. Saving jointly to go to
4: Cancun, Karen, is not saving towards a common goal. Okay, yes, sharing? it is. No. Yes, listen. it
2: is. It that's literally what it is. You you verbatim described what that is. Okay.
4: The worst couples to I me. Mean, I'm not here to judge. You guys can send me all the re- responses you want to send me. Is like you have like two couples living the same home with two different directions. Like they're doing one person's doing the other thing. The other person's doing okay, the other one thing. Couple, one, people. Couple. Sorry, one couple. Two. One pe- couple. Sorry. Two people. Two people. Two. One couple. Two people together, quote unquote, but like have totally uncommon interest and totally doing their own thing or they're doing yeah. their own thing it doesn't work out like you know and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna rub matt's belly a little today and tell him like he's been, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he, he's been like insensual? him and his wife like they have common goals and they work consensual. together i mean honestly when matt was living with me when that when i were not living together sorry we were living close to one another <laughs> he would always say he always started off well, my wife and I, my wife and I have to take care of this. My wife and it was always a conversation between him and his wife. And I think that common goal, I've, common interest, b- builds success. Like if you're, if you have your com- combining your resources together, you're able to me to build wealth. I'm not saying like you need to have every sense, account joint. I'm not no that telling makes you sense, that.
2: But let's. Let's talk about the context. Matt's married. Let's say you know marriage is a shared goal. That is what that is. When you marry someone you say our lives are a shared goal. So it makes sense to share finances. If you have a child with someone, it makes sense, but I'm talking as a person who's never been married and doesn't right. have kids. So to me sharing finances seems extreme. Like well, I mean, would well, I would I would on dating. But well, if you live
3: together. Pause. But before yeah. the Karen's point just I, I would like to before we move on and to pivot, like I said, to Karen's point, I would say for couples out there, I think, and Sean, you just touched on it, it sharing finances, it's about being in alignment. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to have everything joint. You can have, and I would recommend people have their own separate accounts for their own separate purposes, but you know, with communication and, and alignment with your, your mate, that there's a, a shared vision, you're going in the same direction, but you also can have your own accounts and your own things that you can, you know, meet, you know, with those things, maybe there's a different vision for something specific to you as an individual. But I do think a shared uh, strategy and, and some shared joint accounts is an important part of it. But I just wanted to make that point before, because Karen was making a, a smart, uh, delineation here and turning that there's a difference between the married couple strategy and a single person so
2: yeah and i okay but okay just let's okay together, just living together is not being then married. why live together
4: like, just to share just to share bills like why live together then first of What's all to share I-
2: bills okay yeah and secondly it's because you are you don't want to live apart you want to spend all this time with somebody you want to wake up next to them go to sleep next to them and live uh you know maybe it's like it's like a soft launch of marriage like how compatible are we really you have to figure out if you can live together and the only way to do that is by living together but it doesn't mean that this is a life partnership and it doesn't mean that you should give up control of your own finances i think that that's a really high bar preserve. well yeah also i the people that i've dated and this is my fault you know cuz i picked them i didn't marry any of them you know that we did break up so It was smart to not combine finances. I think, look, combining finances, I understand that there's positive points, but you need to be damn sure about who you're combining finances with.
3: There's levels to this. Married couples and single people, single or unmarried couples. Right. Yeah. Okay.
4: Let me be harsh. I've never been married either. And I think every relationship that doesn't end in marriage is a failed relationship. So let's say I failed in all my past relationships. Okay. And I would tell you this. So have you, Karen. We're That's hard. But so I think uh, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying really to make harsh. I'm trying to I'm harsh, trying, to, harsh, make harsh. I'm trying okay. to make a point. I'm trying to make a point. And I like, I I think I know your last two or three boyfriends and if I called them out you'd be like failed. You would be like failed, 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 okay? So no, let's just I wouldn't say,
2: I would say we didn't get married. I wouldn't say it's a failure because it led me to where I am today having a really healthy relationship.
0: It wasn't okay, so a failure. Me,
4: there's gray Absolutely. area here. It's not but just, it Let me just, let me just say this point. I think if I had I'm always looking about improving the self-improvement and I think looking back, I think when you when you share money or you work towards something as far as monetary, it makes you, it, it gives you both purpose and like even you know I think okay, marriage is an absolute must. and there's a lot of marriage couples. I'm sure people are listening to this show that don't share their finances. I know married couples that don't and to me that's just un, unhealthy. Yeah, and I think if you if you start living together and you're on the path of okay, where well, you're looking to take it further, than the next step, next step doesn't have to be marriage, just like a next step can just be a commitment, a long term commitment i'd be theres, there's just, there has to be a level of openness and a common goal like you know, I always say, you know, I've lived with two women in my life, and the first one I live with, you know, I'm not saying we shared bank accounts. But she, she knew the direction I was going with my finances. She knew what I was trying to build. And I always give her credit to say that I wouldn't be as successful as the great Sean Linda that I am today. If it wasn't for her allowing me to, to to do that and not like trying to like, Stop me or, you know, we work together towards goals of of like achieving certain things um, wealth-wide and sharing finances and sharing goals. I knew how much she made. She knew how much I made. I helped direct her in her career. She helped support me in my career. And I think that's important. I don't think two people... Should be living in a home and not
3: sharing finances. So, so again, what there's do you levels. mean by
2: sharing finances? Yeah, there's, well, there's levels. Yeah, there's
3: levels to this. So it's like Sean on your first date when you meet some chick and you got your Groupon coupon out and you're taking <laughs> her out. You're you're whining and dining her at the give the dollar menu. Like you don't immediately. How do you know? Like, how would you know all that, man? <laughs> do I pillow talk with you, bro? How do you know. All that? You just called out my first date. But but you don't immediately rush off to the bank to to open a joint account with this woman you've just gone on i mean i'm obviously being extra just to make the point that we're talking about serious committed relationships whether married or not but you have to reach a certain if not married these are couples who've reached a certain threshold or level that we would even be having a conversation of sharing finances oh yeah you know. You know,
2: you're also talking about, look, when you say sharing finances, we haven't even been specific enough because what you described was sharing financial information, which is different than sharing your finances. To me, sharing finances means, you know, a joint checking or savings account, whatever, pick, pick whatever variation of that you want. You know,
3: pooling your resources.
2: Pooling your resources into joint accounts that both of you so both of you have access to each other's money. That's what that means to me, to some degree. Doesn't mean that you don't keep your own money separate in some way, but sharing financial information is different. I agree. It's a stepping stone to commitment, right? That if you're really gonna commit to someone for real and it might be for life, then yeah, that's really important information to know. You don't wanna you don't wanna commit to someone who's, you know. Two hundred thousand dollars in debt and making no money—that's crazy. You would want to know where you stand financially. Oh, well, that's not well, the same well, as finance. Well, I don't
4: know. I don't know about that one. I, you know, I'm going to sound sexist in this comment, but uh, a, a broke a, a rich man will date a broke woman. A broke woman, a rich a, a rich woman will never date a broke man. Okay, that's, that's so about never.
2: A regular woman doesn't want to date. Oh, a broke see, all right, absolutely not. If exactly. someone's like well, we'll heavily take in, a broke in debt, woman. debt not take not making any money, a woman
4: can tell her financial situation.
2: Perfect. And it would be a no. Every man I've dated. A, woman, a, table, her, her, a woman could put her financial table.
4: A woman can put her financial disclosure on the table first date, and it could be a horrible minute. And be like, okay, we can overlook that you're part. Right. Oh, you you filed right. for bankruptcy ten times. You see, oh, you see how going. fine she is. Right. We'll overlook that one. All right, we'll let it slide. <laughs> 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 so,
2: but listen, I, I, but I get it and I, I understand that combining your resources can also give you an edge over people who don't do that because now you are amplifying each other's financial power, right, where you, you right, have more right, than you right. do alone. To me, that's, that's the point of marriage is, you know, we are going to um, maximize our resources by combining them because alone together we can do what we couldn't do alone.
3: Studies say that couples who share accounts tend to be happier and accomplish more. You know married they say married couples hold on to four times the wealth that unmarried couples who live together have. So there are in some statistical researched uh benefits for the couples who are, you know properly aligned and sharing their finances. Right. that again, nothing is a hundred percent, but I'm just saying there's some stats that back up why this is a good thing.
2: Well, that's interesting. Interesting statistic because it's not that America. You'd think married couples would have twice the wealth because it's twice the people, but that's not. It's four times, which means that that is, you know, not. It's not a two plus two situation. It's like a two times two situation. So it amplifies your resource power more than just the sum of its parts, which is interesting and a really good argument for doing that.
4: So that, as we say in the hood, they rich, rich. so I I agree and you know as I get older and you get wiser you you really understand that like I I don't think you can ignore the elephant in the room if somebody has like bad finances and you're on and you're on top of your finances it'll eventually play its hand and it'll it'll affect the relationship I think it's important for couples even moving in together getting married to align themselves like you can date somebody that you're, they're not on the same page with you with finance. Like I, like for example, I'm going to name talk about the late great Arlington. Arlington used to always, you know, as he got older, he started getting more and more closer with his finance. He was always good and 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 on point with it. But you know, he him and his wife they grew together. I saw them like how they accomplished and started getting more responsible with finances together collectively towards you know towards building their their wealth so
3: i can see for, like for any, can of, for any of our new listeners arlington is one of our founding members of this show arlington forbes rest in peace i just wanted to uh, keep going Sean i just want to make sure that anyone listening understands who you're referring thank to. you thank you so yeah, so i just wanted to say that
4: even don't think that it's like okay if you meet somebody and their finances are together like dismiss them I think if right. the person is open and willing to like make certain changes and tweak certain things, like even when I would say with you, Karen, like when we first met, I've seen a, your your financial journey. Like you're you're ready for yeah. that rich guy with his finances in order now. Okay, no, you're, I you're ready. You know, I, have I know. I, I, you see? Yeah, see. You see. Right. You agree. No, no, before no. no well, you're you, so, before listen. you, were just attacking the bank account. You were just attacking. No, no, no. You are attacking. <laughs> well, now you're like we can massage and work this bank account together.
2: there's a difference it it, look i think sharing finances is is more than just sharing financial information or resources it's also sharing financial alignment right so before i don't think i was capable of being in alignment with someone who had their shit together because i didn't have mine together and i had to go on this journey to get to a point where i could responsibly share finances with someone and not have them be my savior or need need someone to fix it or bail me out that's i don't think that's a healthy compatibility
4: exactly and you're there like mentally you're there and i've seen the journey with you like just how you look at finances how it's not so overwhelming i mean when you first came on this show you didn't even want to look at your credit report i was like what's your credit score you were scared to even look at that i didn't want to yeah so your financial journey says you know i'm ready for a sean linda like person you know (laughs) 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 (laughs)
2: like yeah like yeah Yeah, i
4: use the word i emphasize the word (laughs) like (laughs) i emphasize the word like
2: i totally get it i get it the sharing finances is a purposeful activity Right, and it can, it can add purpose and meaning to a relationship. It's I, it's a really big deal.
3: You know, you know what else is a big deal, and what else is purposeful is you have to take a commercial break.
2: So <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm
3: just saying, like you know, we want to share our finances and share our financial winnings with our sponsors. So right. we're going to uh, take a quick break, and so stay tuned. So we'll be right back with more two black guys with good credit. Happy New Year. We're discussing couples sharing money. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Happy New Year, folks. Happy 2023. Today we are talking about couples sharing money. Sean, you were gonna say something before we paid some bills, so why don't you take it?
4: Yeah, I just wanted to say this, like, and it also works on the opposite end where like there's people on the opposite end that they they think they're they're more financially stable, stable than their couple, their partner, and they and they feel above them that they don't want to let them disclose how much wealth or whatever their finances to them i think that's just as bad like i mean i think if you're going to be living with somebody you're going to be involved or married with somebody there's there's a point that you have to share in a way that's not intimidating and a way that's welcoming and letting know they can be part of this financial journey as well you know so i think yeah transparency and just being like okay i don't think it should be like you can't do it too you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't i wouldn't like uh, you know karen when you and i started speaking when I say speaking, I mean, speaking as friends, it wasn't like I was telling you, well, you can't achieve your financial success. Here's, you know, what you can do. And I think anybody that's bringing somebody in just because they've achieved a greater financial success than that person, that person shouldn't feel intimidated by them and feel yeah. that they're 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 there, like, this person is going to be the one to making all the decisions. This person is going to be the one to tell them what to do with their money. No, that's
2: gross. It, that's not healthy. It,
4: Right. So I think people have to understand just because your finances may not be on par with your partners doesn't mean that you can't add value. I mean, Matt's been doing it for years with his wife. I mean, his wife is more unstable when it comes to her finance and Matt's been adding value for uh, over a hundred years, and he's comfortable in that position. He's comfortable <laughs> <laughs> and number two, and it's it's okay. So that's my point. Okay, I wanted girl. to make. That's yeah. the point I wanted to make. Listen,
2: a good partner will support your financial journey and not demand that you do the exact same as them. I think that's you know the person I'm dating now. There's a significant age difference between us, and he's well well established. And is so supportive, you know, he's like, I've been through, I've been where you're at and this is how it turned out for me. And it's going to turn out similar for you. He's really supportive of that. There's never been any criticism of the way I live my life or anything like that. And to be honest, even those financial disclosures, like he knows something about my finances, um, builds the relationship up and made us closer.
3: Well, Karen, you said something important. You said a good partner and which which yep. leads me to the next item on the agenda here is, When is it not a good idea to share your finances or what are some guardrails we should uh, put up to consider for for why to not be sharing finances? Because there's some risks to sharing finances. I'll start off.
4: I'll
3: I'll start off with
4: this one. I'm a huge fan as I get older is not to ignore the signs. Mm. You know, you don't ignore the signs when you when you start dating somebody or involved with somebody. You have to kind of just evaluate, be more of a listener than a talker. And see if they're just not responsible, and they're not willing to train to be responsible, and they're always just like, like you know, I'm I'm learning the art of not accepting negative people in my life. Mm. Like if they're always trying to downplay something, and then they then they're upset at you because you're so positive, and they want you to be negative with them, and so they're not on the path to like how Karen was on the path to Karen was really, and I this is not even joking around. She was on the path to get understanding of her finances and just yeah. not, to, and she wasn't even doing horrible. I'm not going to sit there and act like you were doing horrible. You that just wanted to understand. Yeah, yeah, you weren't doing it, but you were just wanted to understand you're willing to learn. If there's that yeah. person that's just not willing to learn and they're just irresponsible, they have to want to get there. And I think that's the first sign to say, yo, I'm not sharing shiz it with you.
2: Right. Well, it's also a character thing, right? If someone's not willing to work on their finances and it needs work, that speaks to their character even more than it speaks to their finances. Do you really want to share finances and team up for life potentially with someone who has an unwillingness to do, you know, yes, sometimes uncomfortable, but very basic work?
3: Also, I think you have to consider like when joining together or forming a serious relationship, a couple for whatever, or three, two, one. Also, I think we should consider when forming a couple and, and being in a committed relationship, people bring trauma to that relationship from their own personal lives, whether Mm -hmm. that's in the romantic sense of the, uh, of the relationship or just the the communication sense, but also in the financial sense. So if, if you, whatever, you know, habits, trauma, issues you're bringing and how that impacts how, you know, you're leading your own financial journey, you're going to bring that to the couple. So you got to be very careful. You want to be what they say in church, you want to be equally yoked. You want to be (laughs) in alignment, (laughs) make sure there is a shared vision, at least going in the same, similar direction. You don't want, you know, be walking right. And and she's walking left. Like you definitely need to be aware of what that person is bringing to this financial connection.
2: Church is so on point. Also, um, yeah. Listen, what'd you say,
3: say, young Jewish girl? Church is so on on, point. It
2: is. It's it's making these valid ass (laughs) points. And listen, (laughs) let's not ignore the obvious, (laughs) obvious risk, which is a financial. Infidelity. People are not necessarily equally yoked, like you said, not necessarily equally committed to this. And people are shady. They are so, people are underhanded. People are, not everyone's loyal like that. Everyone's so you not have, trustworthy. Not everyone's trustworthy and not everyone's untrustworthiness reveals itself right at the beginning. So
4: oh, post coming for you? <laughs> trust you it, <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: so you guys actually, I'm in deep trouble. Um,
3: <laughs> do, do the siren.
2: Yeah. Police, <laughs> the police are on their way. Um, but yeah, listen, hiding your spending or hiding your earning is toxic as hell. That's a bit. That's not someone you can commit to. That's just not. That's awful. Not disclosing money to a significant other. You know, you should have. Like I said, you don't need every detail all the time. That's personal. But if you're really in a relationship like that, a committed relationship or married, you should know how much your partner Mason spends. That's a really basic thing so you can have some idea of where your financial future is heading and vice versa. And if there's shadiness going on financially, then look, it's like one bad apple spoils the bunch or whatever. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Shadiness in one area, you know, how does that not carry over into everything? Then you're dating a shady person, period.
3: Also, I would add this, if if you're with someone and maybe they're not shady, maybe they're on the up and up, but they've had some poor financial decisions in the past that has impacted their current situation. So sharing finances can also just mean sharing the information with each other so then you can understand, okay... I do not want my credit tied to your credit because we're trying to repair your credit or we're Mm -hmm. like understanding coming in with a shared understanding of, Oh, there's some issues here that we're trying to repair. So it's probably, it would behoove us to keep things separate because that's a strategic move or it would help bolster my credit to then maybe add you to this account. Like it basically sharing all of the, if someone's on the up and up sharing the challenges so you can both address those challenges in a strategic way that can help each other
4: right yeah keep it keep it at 100 with yourself like knowing also what your level of tolerance is like don't be offended if it's like okay i can't i just can't handle somebody that just has horrible credit like i mean if that's you can't handle that then that's for you to say but don't make an exception and then you take that person in and they said they've let you know from the get-go we don't i don't have good credit you you took them in accepted and now upset at them after the fact Mm -hmm. I don't, right. you know, you have to know what your your tolerance level is. You know, can you? Because you know, someone with bad credit con- continuously for a long period of time. There's outliers where you've had a, a, something happen in life where it affect your credit. But if you continuously to be irresponsible, continuously from job to job, continuously mm-hmm. getting kicked out of your apartment, those are patterns. And like you have to ask yourself, can I handle this? You know, anytime right. I meet somebody a friend relationship, I'm like, you know. There's, there's a point I always ask myself, okay, what, what, what is the point that I have to understand if I have to accept? And I'm not the price of person if I'm dating somebody say, like, I am trying to change them.
1: That's not my, you know, you
4: have to, this is who they presented themselves in their financial disclosure. And it's up for me to accept that. Hey, if they want to adjust it and modify, that's great. But it's up for me to say, okay, I have accepted this. And if you don't, right. then that may not be the right person for you. Because it's unfair to that person.
2: Yep. You have to take people at face value, honestly. And something that, you know, to reference your point, Sean, about my financial journey, it's really been a spiritual journey. And not to get all woo-woo on this podcast, but that's what it was. It wasn't ever really about the money. It was about my sense of self-worth and you know what I thought I deserved in terms of financial wellness. So, you know preach. So for me, that also goes into having an adult attitude towards relationships where you accept someone at face value, you don't date for potential, and if someone discloses who they are, what they want, then you accept that Ooh. and you make a decision and either move on or move forward.
3: Wait, can you can you go back? So you said we don't date for potential. Can you unpack that? What do you, what, what is wow. Good?
4: Can so every, I, 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 every, everybody every listen, listen ever, to all of our podcasts <laughs> to hear Karen's journey? Because from her first show to like, <laughs> F this, F that. If he's broke, if he don't got it, I don't want it. She's like, I date for love, Karen. You sound like you're in love. You did like George I, Burns I has love, you.
2: But here's the thing. I am in love, but, you know, I'm in love with someone who has it together and who I don't need to, quote unquote, train for anything. He already does it. He already he's, has his finances He's got his finances like completely together. He owns a home. He's, you know, whatever. He's successful. He's also 20 years older than me. So he's had a long time to do it. But he is, he has it under control. I don't need to worry about him. You know, he's professionally successful. I don't need to worry about his future success. He is a committed person. I don't have to worry about his future commitment. So I'm not here to date for someone's possible potential to have their shit organized or maybe be ready for commitment someday. No, that doesn't work. People are who they are. They're not going to change for you. And part of being an adult is accepting that and saying, okay, I really care about you, but you're not the right person for me or saying, Wow, you check off all these boxes, and whatever you don't check off is stuff we can easily work out. And every boyfriend I've wow. had before this one, and this is a testament to the last couple of years. How I've seen a lot of potential in them. I love them so much, right? Or I said, "Well, you're going to go far professionally," and some of them did, and I was right about that. But you know, they had a lot of emotional work to do, or spiritual work to do, and that—that that ain't it. That's not it because they won't do it.
4: <laughs> so Are you now, are you now splitting do the that. restaurant bill? Karen, are you now splitting the bill at the restaurant?
2: Absolutely not. No, he has so much <laughs> more money than me. And also it's like sexier if we don't, you know, like he enjoys taking me out. He won't let me. By the way, Sean, I'm not a freeloader. I tried. We went off. I, I was, I suggested a coffee. We go out for coffee and I was like, I can get this coffee, right? Like as a token, because he's always whining and dying <laughs> me. So I put my card on the tape, tried to be all sneaky and just give it to the waitress. And what, the $4
4: coffee?
2: Well, we had yogurts also. It was probably like $30, but that's not a big deal. Um, And he goes, he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, let me get this one thing, please. Like, you're so generous with me. He was, you know, we went to like a healing crystal store and he was like, I want to buy you crystals. I'm like, okay, why not? (laughs) And, but I was like, please let me get this one thing. You treat me so well. You're so generous. I've never paid for anything. And he was like, absolutely not. He was like, no, are you out of your mind? That's not how we do it here. He wants to be a caretaker and a protector. And I really love that about him. So I allow it. It's not that I can't open my own doors or pay for my own coffee or whatever. It's that it's part of our romance that he likes to do that, you know?
3: As as I'm listening uh, Karen, I'm, I'm hearing other show topics come up. As you said, I know you guys, you guys went out for a thirty dollars yogurt and coffee. I'm like, okay, so when we're doing our savings show, <laughs>
0: they
3: mean, like, oh, Karen's saving a yogurt. lot of money in this relationship.
4: She's saving a lot of money. <laughs> she's saving a I mean, lot of yes, money. Yes, so. yes,
2: and no. Yes and no. You guys don't understand the hidden costs on a girl's end when we date somebody. It's hair, makeup, new clothes, shoes, whatever. Like, uh, yeah, what I'm not spending in dinners, wah, I am spending wah, wah, on wah, wah. being hot. For the this gift, person, the gift
3: that keeps on giving.
2: Yeah, listen, it's a different kind of giving. What can I say? All right, it's f- well, the feminine gift.
3: On that note, we're going to take one more commercial break and then we're going to come back and wrap Ooh, this show up. So We're
2: making money.
3: Exactly. We got, <laughs> we got some, some commercial money to make. So, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Two Black Guys. Good credit. Black Guys.
0: Hold up.
4: Boom, 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 boom. Black guys. Well, you almost went the whole episode, Karen. You know? <laughs> Sorry, back from commercial break. Karen almost went the whole episode without
3: doing a shot a shot at Sean. I thought you were gonna make it. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not, it, not what we're it,
2: doing it, here. It's no
3: fun if we don't take a shot at Sean. So multiple uh-huh. shots
2: at Sean. Come on.
3: Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. It's a new year. Uh, today's topic is couples sharing their money. And um, so we talked about some of the benefits. We talked about some of the things to be mindful of or are the reasons to possibly not share your finances with your uh, significant other. But uh, now it's time to just wrap this this puppy up with a bow. And um, my my takeaway on this, I think a lot of interesting information. Um, I think kind of like when you're a new hire at a job. Like there's like a 90 day probationary period, I think in a relationship, (laughs) like there should be some sort of like amount of time where you really are evaluating each other. You're not running and jumping into shared finances. So pump the brakes and evaluate, make sure these people are worthy of because it's your finances. I mean, you you don't want to be willy nilly and and reckless. Exactly. (laughs) So I would uh, say my takeaway on this is there's definite benefits to consider and you want to be in alignment and it'll just help you. I think if you're in a committed relationship with the right person to get further in life, it's going to help if you guys communicate and share a vision and share your finances and, but, but be smart about it. So I'm definitely for couples and the right, with the right folks together, the right match being aligned and sharing their finances. I recommend it. I'm um, thumbs up on sharing of the finances.
2: Nice. Yeah. Oh. And, and oh. I, I agree with that hundred percent that you should not share money until you fully trust someone and they fully trust you too, uh, for concrete reasons, not because you want to trust them, but because you can trust them. And also to make sure that you have sh- common goals for the future that you're, 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 Align for the future not only financially but in your goals, because the goals have to be supported financially, so do you both want kids? do you both want to live in the city or in the suburbs? you know do you want to own a home eventually? those are big things to consider and if you 're not in alignment on any one of those, then it might not be a match um, and you know make sure that you 're both financially responsible, which doesn 't mean you both have perfect credit and no debt, and whatever it means that you're financially responsible, right? If there's a financial issue, you're making it a point to handle it in a responsible fashion, and you're moving along and, and growing in that way because that's a character asset, right? It's it, w- this is not really about the money, not really. This is really about someone's character and you know how well they are spiritually and emotionally because that comes out in finances first,
4: absolutely. Wow. Karen, we're going to church today. Wow,
2: you're,
4: like, you're part of two black guys of good credit. That's great, Karen. I, I don't oh, even thanks, know if I can guys. top that one, no,
2: that but I would lot. say,
4: you know, when I, when I go to the beach, I like ease my way into the water. When I go into the pool, I'm not just running in the pool. And I think when it comes to sharing your finances, you should ease into it, you know, mm-hmm. take little baby steps and always in life in general, just observe and watch habits, you know, start with like a thousand dollar credit card. Let's share this credit card. And let's put some parameters around this card and see how the, each one how you how you act collectively in sharing the card not just putting stuff on the card and making payments because i think you know if karen shared a credit card she'd be like you know boyfriend you didn't pay this bill this month like i thought you were paying it. you didn't pay last month either like see how that credit. shared see how that shared credit card is going to work and then then ease into sharing accounts then i think the last step would be like if you want to commit it to like buying property or something together it's going to be more of a long-term commitment but yeah. I would say take, don't, don't go off one conversation like, oh, I'm so ready to buy a house with this person. Like mm-hmm. really understand those person's habits because like I'm a stickler for paying bills on time. And I know if I dated somebody and even though they had great credit, they're OK with like paying late every couple of that, that, that I'm breaking up because I'm just mm-hmm. like really clear on let's make these payments on time. If not, let's figure out a plan in which we can still keep right. like making staying responsible in that manner. So right. I would well, just like- say don't jump in the water, put your toe in. Go up to your knee, go up to your waist, up to your chest, then dip the head in at the end. Ooh. That's scary. My,
2: scary. That's, that's yeah, you're right. If someone's okay with paying bills late, which is actually a pretty big deal, then what else are they okay with letting slide and what other consequences are they comfortable ignoring? Right? Like it has these ripple out effects for your whole life. I agree. If someone paying a credit card late is bad practice. You know, you pay tons of interest, All the whatever perks of the credit card that you thought you were getting just disappear. And that affects your financial wellness tremendously. It's not casual. Having a casual attitude towards really serious things is a big red flag.
3: All right. Well, on that note, with that red flag, we can uh, (laughs) bring this show to a close. Um, Thank you, you guys.
4: I see why I made the show about Karen. She was so into this show
2: i am oh,
4: into you, it yeah, i know
3: i know. that's why i made it about you karen this one's about you
2: girl.
3: <laughs> all right well Thanks, sean. thank you sean thank you karen happy new year everybody um uh, i i guess uh we'll sign off now like i always say nothing changes if nothing changes so you know make sure you trust your partner before you share or you you, you get that joint account but if you are in that right re- relationship i think it's a change that's worth making so for two black guys with good credit I'm Matt Smith and I'm out
2: and I'm Karen Margolis as I always say I'm the poster girl believe me it doesn't matter what you did before it just matters what you do next it really you can fix anything as long as you're alive and not pregnant and if you want yeah if you're alive and not pregnant anything is fixable like literally anything but you know Certain things change that, like being not alive and having a child. But anyway, anyway, that's maybe a topic for another show. If you want to reach out to me, it's Karen Margolis on everything, K-E-R-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S. And I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, I'm out.
4: Well, I'm Sean Lennon, the better half of two black guys with good credit. Like I say, all day, every day, your money is your money. Keep it in your damn pocket until proven otherwise. And I'm out. Peace. Black guys.